Welcome to the UTG at Work podcast. I'm Deacon Mike Houghton. I'm the executive director of an apostolate called UTG at Work. Our mission is to help women and men joyfully live their faith and witness to Christ and the gospel in the workplace. I'm happy to be with you as we explore the Sunday gospel in ways that help people who work. You can find this podcast as well as helpful articles, videos, and other materials on our website, which is utgatwork.org. You can also subscribe to this podcast through Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and other podcast sites. This weekend, we celebrate the first Sunday of Advent, and our gospel is a reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to his disciples, Be watchful, be alert. You do not know when the time will come. It is like a man traveling abroad. He leaves home and places his servants in charge, each with his own work, and orders the gatekeeper to be on the watch. Watch, therefore, you do not know when the Lord of the house is coming, whether in the evening, or at midnight, or at cockcrow, or in the morning. May he not come suddenly and find you sleeping. What I say to you, I say to all, watch. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. As many of you know, there are three liturgical years in the church. Each of them begins with the first Sunday of Advent, and each of them ends on the following Christ the King Sunday. The three liturgical years are often referred to as year A, year B, and year C. This year we begin liturgical year B with this, the first Sunday of Advent. Each liturgical year features one of the gospel writers as the one most frequently read at Mass, and this year it's Mark. Year A, which we just finished, focused on Matthew. Year B focuses on Mark, and year C on Luke. The Gospel of John is sprinkled throughout all three years, most especially during solemnities like Christmas and Easter. So, This is a great time to get to know a little bit about St. Mark. The way I see it, Mark's gospel is the gospel of the workplace because he's brief and he moves with urgency. Put another way, he's all about efficiency and output. Mind you, I've never heard anyone else refer to Mark's gospel as the gospel of the workplace, but I think that it makes good sense, so I'm going to go with it for our purposes here at UTG at Work. Mark's Gospel is the shortest of the four Gospels. It's only 16 chapters long. He doesn't drag out stories, and he doesn't have a lot of time for details. He's direct, and he's to the point. I've often recommended to people that they can and probably should read the entire Gospel of Mark in one setting. This can be done in maybe an hour or so, and reading it in sequence without pause really helps bring it to life. When we hear the Gospel story in pieces week after week, it just doesn't convey the entire story as well as when we read it in its entirety. Mark is fond of the Greek word euthus, which is translated as immediately. Euthus appears 41 times in his gospel. Everyone is always in a hurry to get something done in Mark's gospel. I'm quite certain that this is something that the leadership of each of my four assembly plan assignments would have cherished. Any of you who have worked in a manufacturing environment know the value of acting immediately, especially if you've had the joy of being the bottleneck operation. I recall vividly and painfully being watched by the minute for production out of the paint shop that I ran in Flint because we simply weren't tooled to run as fast as the rest of the plant. Roughly one-third of the Gospel of Mark records Jesus' last week on earth. This is, after all, where the climax takes place. It's where the rubber hits the road, so to speak. This, too, is a good fit for the workplace. There's not a lot of tolerance at work for things that don't add value, so just get to the point. The symbol for Mark is a winged lion. Each of the four gospel writers is given a symbol that comes from the book of Revelation, where we read this. In the center and around the throne there were four living creatures covered with eyes in front and back. The first creature resembled a lion, the second was like a calf, the third like a face, that of a human being, and the fourth looked like an eagle in flight. 
The four living creatures, each of them with six wings, were covered with eyes inside and out. Day and night they did not stop exclaiming, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who is, who was, and who is to come. The calf, or the ox, is Luke. The man is Matthew. The eagle is John. You will often see these four figures on the cover of the book of the Gospels that's read at Mass each Sunday. Mark accompanied Paul on some of his missionary journeys, and he later became an assistant to Peter, so he was very close to some of the biggest players in the early church. Mark was a cousin of Barnabas, who also went on Paul's first missionary journey. Mark was no stranger to controversy. At one point, he abandoned one of Paul's journeys, causing a disagreement between Paul and Barnabas. Given Mark's brevity, his sense of urgency, his focus on the high points of Jesus' ministry, and the controversy and disagreement that followed him, I believe that I am quite justified in calling his gospel the gospel of the workplace. So what does Mark have to say for us on this first Sunday of Advent? Today we read from chapter 13, which is toward the end of his gospel and during Jesus' final week before his crucifixion and resurrection. Jesus is speaking about the end times. So why, you may ask, do we start Advent with a reading about the end times? Shouldn't we instead be reading something about his incarnation and his birth? Though some may not realize it, Advent is a time when we simultaneously look forward to celebrating the incarnation of the Messiah and also to his second coming at the end of time. We start this Advent season with a reading that primarily speaks to the latter. In this reading, Jesus tells his disciples, and so he tells you and me as well, that he too will leave and put his servants in charge, and that we had better be ready for his return. He speaks about four possible times when the Master might return. In the Roman world, there was an understanding that the night was broken up into four so-called watches. These watches were evening, midnight, cockcrow, and morning which are the four times that Jesus calls out in this gospel passage. Jesus tells us that we don't know when his return will occur, but we had better be ready at any time so that we're not caught unprepared. You and I, we're the servants in this passage. We must always be doing the work that he's called us to do, living holy lives according to his plan and calling others to the faith as we seek to go and make disciples of all nations, especially at work, where we spend so much of our time. But who, you may ask, is the gatekeeper? Well, some have argued that he's the Pope, the chief shepherd whose mission it is to keep us all focused on our work. Some believe that the gatekeeper is the local priest or the pastor who is essentially called to do the same for his community. Some have even speculated that the gatekeeper is a father or a mother who are called to keep their children on the straight and narrow. Regardless of how we define the gatekeeper, it's clear that those who are in leadership positions have the job of keeping people focused and continually reminding them that the master will come and that we must be ready for him. So, to repeat just for the sake of clarity, Advent is a time of preparation. We prepare ourselves not only for the celebration of the Incarnation on Christmas Day, but also for the second coming of our Lord at a time that we simply don't know. The focus on Christmas Day is obvious. We see signs of it all around us. Even if those signs are intended to celebrate the secular side of Christmas, we wouldn't be celebrating at all if it weren't for the birth of the Messiah. But the focus on the second coming is, at best, hidden, and often simply ignored. This is unfortunate, because we truly don't know when the end will come. It could happen in another 2,000 years from now, or it could happen before you finish this podcast. Mark is probably the best of the Gospel writers to advise us to stay on watch. His brevity and his immediacy make us keenly aware that we need to be ready now. As far as the second coming is concerned, you can think of Advent like a fire drill or a tornado drill. We do these drills because we need to be ready when the actual event occurs. And so, once a year, every year, we use Advent 
to clearly remind us to always be ready. General Motors had a plant in Oklahoma City, right in the heart of Tornado Alley, and we had tornado drills on a regular basis. People would hear the alarm and they would go to the basement for shelter. Then one day, it happened. A massive tornado was headed directly for the plant. Everyone went to the basement, and despite the incredible damage that the plant sustained, no one was hurt. No one, that is, except a friend of mine, who had just gotten to the plant and didn't take the risk seriously. He decided that when the alarm rang, he would leave the plant in his car and head for home. Unfortunately, the tornado caught up with his car, and he had to pull over and shelter in a ditch. The force of the tornado was so strong that it blew out both of his eardrums. He paid the price for not being ready. If we never do the drills, or if we do them and don't take them seriously, we'll be unprepared. Jesus very clearly warns us to be prepared when he says, Watch, therefore, you do not know when the Lord of the house is coming, whether in the evening or at midnight or at cockcrow or in the morning. May he not come suddenly and find you sleeping. What I say to you, I say to all, watch. May we all take the time this Advent season to not only celebrate the birth of the Messiah, but to watch for his eventual return as well. Thanks for joining me for this week's UTG at Work podcast. I look forward to meeting again next week. In the meantime, I encourage you to boldly live your faith in the workplace in the week ahead. I'll pray for your success, and I ask that you pray for the success of this UTG at Work apostolate. If you want to learn more about us, please visit utgatwork.org. Now go in peace, glorifying the Lord by your life.